would have been. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars News Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabunker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And we, of course, are going to talk about the Vanity Fair piece that uh, broke this week and, of course, and lots of other media as well that I noticed. But first, Kenton, before we begin, I have to ask you, what do you think of the new Kids in the Hall season? Oh, I enjoyed it very much. I, uh, right. I, I, I of course, finished it already. Uh, I love it. Uh, Kevin McDonald lives here in Winnipeg. Uh, you see him sometimes. And now um, I'll fan ne- quest. I will. He was a guest at, can- at FanQuest, and I will never be able to look at him the same way again after that first episode. <laughs> Well, I think, I mean, honestly, they were all excellent, but I thought he in particular was so good in so many different parts of that. Yeah. And the one, my favorite part of it, I tweeted my favorite part was the song because um, it felt like they recreated that intro perfectly, but with all the older versions of everybody, I don't think they did that, but I don't know. Like they certainly had older versions of some of the older versions of Shadowy Man on the Shadowy, like the regular, you know, everybody was back in the intro, right? Well, there's you know a I mean? member. There's a member of Shadowy Men who passed away, who is oh. not in the intro, and or and I. But I didn't. I have not figured out if they then included the older one. I, I'm uh, the older part of the thing, so I'm gonna have to look into that. And I believe that's Dallas Good on uh, the other guitar, who has since passed away. Mm. Who uh, he's the uh, he uh, played with the Sadies mm. as well, and I believe that's him in the opening credits. Um, oh, it, it's so song. fast. Those opening credits are so fast. Yeah, and I don't that, skip uh, them. I didn't skip it ever. No, I watched the whole thing and watched it through. Um, yeah. yeah, and just ended brilliantly. I actually paced it out. I watched. I started. I watched two in a row and said, "Wait, I have to stop. I have to pace this out. This is going to go by too quick." So then yeah. I watched it one per day for the next six days or whatever. And so good. Yeah. Um, can't wait. They're going to. I'm sure they're going to come back and do another season because everyone seems to love it. Oh, and you should also know that today on Amazon Prime is a two-part Kids in the Hall documentary called Punks. And I think it's a new documentary, if I'm not mistaken, and it played a film festival last year, and I don't remember which one. Cool. So anyway, um, yeah, that's out today. I've I've already added it to my watch list. All right. But we are here, of course, to talk about Star Wars, and there was a major piece in Vanity Fair, and I immediately, well, I, I confused it and thought... Entertainment Weekly, because it's always been where this stuff has been in the past. But this is a, a Vanity Fair piece about well, Vanity um, Fair. Vanity Fair always does it too, though. Do the Annie Leibovitz photos. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, this that's is, right. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Yep, this was right. way back, but they haven't done it for TV properties before. Well, that's the thing. This has given, been given the same treatment as the pre or the sequel movies did. Like yeah. the last time we saw this was for like the Rise of Skywalker. Probably, I guess, was the last big movie that came out. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, it says Star Wars The Rebellion will be televised inside the master plan for a fleet of new shows. And then it runs down all the shows coming up on Disney Plus, right? Starting next week with Obi-Wan. There's some great photos in there. Uh though I wouldn't say any spoilery photos, but no, the, of course just not. some some beautiful photos. I thought that these actors had been photoshopped together and in some cases maybe they have been, but then I saw they have behind the scenes videos up uh, on Vanity Fair and on YouTube. And uh, they do appear to all have been there at the same time. 
This, so, uh, this it, cool. it looks like they took these photos in what they call the volume, right? Which is a giant surround screen they made for. And right. uh, this this article uh, indicates there's there's three of them in Los Angeles, and they're building more of them. There, there's one in Vancouver, I think. Or they're building one in Vancouver, which is very cool. And this is just this new way of filmmaking that requires no travel. It doesn't you don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to go to Tunisia to film scenes on Tatooine anymore, right? They can just make it in their and it studio. looks great. It, it looks, looks perfect. amazing. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand how it works so well. I don't know why we still see people in cars with fake green screen scenery on TV. Well, this, this, but this has to be super expensive. I I can't imagine this is cheap. Uh, And then it also talks while we're on this topic about like they had James Cameron down to take a look at it. And James Cameron is known to be very exacting. uh, And he's been working on these freaking avatar movies for a decade or more and it doesn't look like it's great i'm not really excited about those it looks like the, it looks like the last avatar it's the movie. same thing it's the same thing and we're not we're not it. by the way 3d <laughs> has come up 3d has come and gone i don't think 3d is a thing anymore if it is nobody really cares about it so i don't know anyway um, well, i mean maybe 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 we're we're missing something here and when it actually comes out it'll be it'll yeah. be amazing yeah, it's, but gonna be under, it's gonna be underwater kenton underwater is different than in trees we have had this discussion before about uh film properties that overstate their fandom and i would put avatar in that list <laughs> just say okay yeah like people raced out to see it the first one uh and um in the same way they did titanic and so great yeah there were people were excited to see the technology and see the story unfold I don't believe that that translated into any into action figures and and people just chomping at the bit for this stuff. Though James Cameron as a brand, I think people are always interested to see what he's going to come up yeah. with. So it, I think that's the primary interest here. Uh, it's it has its place high up high because of James Cameron, out of respect for James Cameron and of what right. he's brought, like Terminator and Titanic and Aliens and all the things he's done. Like he has so much credibility in Hollywood that yeah, okay, we'll 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 accept Avatar, you know. And yeah. and I mean, I don't think it's gonna like these are gonna come and go, and they'll probably get good box office. Certainly, the first one will. Everyone's gonna kind of want to see this again. But if unless it has something really interesting, I don't think it's gonna translate into the next four or whatever they're gonna do. Right. Anyway, let's get back to Star Wars. Forget Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we see here they have a little video here about the um, the photo shoot with Annie Leibovitz. So you see them kind of doing all that stuff. And imagine her. Like, she's taken – how long has she been doing this for? Oh, forever. Right? Going back to the original movies, I'm sure. Um, I mean, taking pictures forever. Right. But how long um, for Star Wars? Oh, yeah, forever. Oh. <laughs> forever. I'm a, uh, um, at least the prequels, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, that's right. At least the prequels, yeah. if not, if not the um, the, well, there's not the famous, later movies. Certainly, maybe not for the first one. Anyway, there's the famous one with all of them sitting out in the uh, Tatooine desert, uh, with Episode One with Liam Neeson and uh, Jar Jar Binks is sitting on a director's chair there too, and uh, a bunch of others. And that uh, that one's especially famous because that was one of our first looks at new Star Wars. Yeah, when the prequels came out. So at least the prequels, this has been going on. Uh, Luke thinks that if he mentions Jar Jar Binks, I'm going to get annoyed. He just he brought it up the other day in random conversation. What do you think of Jar Jar Binks? You think Jar Jar Binks should be in that? And I think Jar Jar Binks could be in Kenobi. Probably. Yeah, I, I think, would see I, why not. I think there's a possibility that if he's not in it, his name comes up. I think right. there's going to be some some kind of Jar Jar. Well, we, we're gonna have two there. of those three, right? Remember all the time though that Obi Wan, Anakin, and Jar Jar spent together, you know, wandering through uh, Naboo and through the forest and underwater. They have to have some kind of reunion, I think. You mean um, uh, 
Not Anakin. Um, what's his name? Uh, Qui Gon. Qui Gon. Sorry, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Happen. There's always a bigger <laughs> fish. There might be a bigger fish in Obi Wan. I wonder if the bigger fish will appear. Maybe, maybe. All right. So, and that's the first show that it's talked about in this article. They start with Obi Wan, uh, which is again next week. My my daughter's birthday. I told Shannon she's like awesome. Well, they, no. they sort of do a little um, encapsulation and they say Obi-Wan is up first, but then they go into Andor. Right oh, away. you're right. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Andor is there and we get some um, pretty good tidbits, including um, uh, that Andor is a refugee story with desperate people fleeing the Empire at the full force of the power of its power. It's the journey of a migrant, he says, that feeling of having to move behind the story very profoundly and very strong. It shapes you as a person, it defines you in many ways and what you're willing to do. And it also says we're gonna follow Andor's birth world, we're gonna follow him into adulthood, uh, adulthood rather. Um, and, uh, and he says by uh, journey's end, Andor's path um, will be to block the empire's path. So that's kind of cool. And we got a little Mon Mothma photo in there as well. So um, we get, we will learn a little bit more about Andor and I just find it, I'm still interested as to why he got a spinoff series so quickly and uh, the decision-making, I, I just think it's interesting. I, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see it. Um, but it's funny that he's one of the first characters um, who gets one of these shows. Well, I think that, um, diversity is important to people there and, and they are trying to i think they recognize that they didn't necessarily handle that well in the um like like okay well i just while we're on that i just want to talk about one thing we skipped over is they talk about the hiatus um yeah. in the beginning of this in the lead up to the, to the different shows they talk about the hiatus and that's part of what like and like solo rogue one were kind of seen as like not failures but not great didn't blow everybody away and then the rise of skywalker and it's interesting this article notes that the rise of the, the hiatus as they call it was called before Rise of Skywalker was even released. So it's like they already knew something was rotten in Denmark before the movie even came out. And then, of course, people hated it. And so that's when Kathy Kennedy said, okay, let's talk, stop, let's re refocus and regroup and see what we can do. And then that's where this all start came from, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff in here that's sort of beyond the scope of what we have time to talk about today, right. but about think about the debates um, behind the child and the Mandalorian about the volume and uh, it's dust free surrounding <laughs> about <laughs> lots of that stuff. And, and once again, uh, before we did that, we started this podcast um, we're sort of saying this is a 14 page article without like cut and paste into word, which is how I read it just because the right. ads drove me insane. Um, <laughs> but really there's probably one page of exciting star Wars news in this right. 14 page article. Um, Yes, and we'll get to that in a second. I just want to say, though, during the hiatus, I think one of the things I recognized was that he didn't handle the diversity thing very well, and they tried to kind of, I don't know, maybe... I mean, I know that, anyway, I don't want to get into it too much, but they recognize that. So I think that when they recognize Andor as a character, he is Hispanic. Like, Andor is not Hispanic, but the, the actor Diego Luna is. And I think that... He, I remember hearing him in an interview saying that uh, a lot of people have responded to him very positively by seeing a Hispanic actor, like, who's not trying to hide his accent, and he is, like, himself. He is, like, a Hispanic character in the star wars universe and so people really like that so i think that's part of why they they did kind of single him out for a series because to see where that can go and i think they're gonna in a similar way to which they built the sand people culture based on kind of indigenous culture here in north america and that kind of stuff they'll probably do something similar with with andor's culture like he's from somewhere he's got an accent he's from somewhere 
Yeah. Right? We're going to find out all about that when he we see what his childhood was like. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I I kind of I I think there's also room for surprises in that because we don't know so we don't really know very much about his character. Right. So I think that it'll be easy to surprise and delight people with that one because um nobody well now we know a little bit of what to expect, but we don't know a ton. Well, I think we know more about Obi-Wan, what to expect with Obi-Wan based on the timeline right. than we know about Andor. Yeah, there's a nice little story here about um being he was in the car when he found out about the show or something. He's in a it, taxi and he he's afraid. Yeah, he's talking in code. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can't yeah, see, he can't say anything out loud about the show, right? There's a there's this right. huge veil of secrecy over everything they do. It's probably worse than like probably more strict than the government in some places. I would imagine, <laughs> right? Like top secret level scripts and that kind of stuff. They get really, really serious about it. Um yes, okay. So yeah, and but that's the one that's furthest away, right? That's not coming for a while. Right, that's right. Uh, um, but before that, um, and then the next thing that this article covers is Obi-Wan. Okay. And so it says, um, you know, some of the questions they had, how much should they showcase legacy characters and how much should they keep them in reserve? Is introducing Darth Vader into a story about Obi-Wan's exile, does it detract from their fateful meeting on the Death Star in 1977 Star Wars when Vader strikes down his old friend? Um, or could a previously unknown encounter actually enhance that moment? Um, and then they talked to uh, Deborah Chow, and uh, I thought this was a, a very interesting concept. Uh, she says, for, across, uh, for me, across the prequels, through the original trilogy, there's a love story dynamic with these two, with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and Anakin, that goes through the whole thing. What intrigued her was the idea that despite what Vader has become, Kenobi might still care deeply about him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that's an aspect of Obi-Wan Kenobi that we've never explored. Like in the in the original films, you got a brief conversation with them. You always kind of talk about how like how that important that that reference is last time you were the but the I was about the student, you were the ma- or whatever that thing is. What's the line? You know uh, the when line. I when I left you, I was but a student. Now I'm a master. Yes, that's that's the only line. a master so, of evil, Doth. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Right, that was that means something, and now we're gonna find out what that means. And um, that's yeah, that's the one part of this that we haven't seen explored as far as the relationship between Darth Vader and Obi Wan. We know the relationship between Anakin and Obi Wan, and we think this show is gonna explore that a lot. Um, I think we're gonna see lots of flashbacks with Anakin and Obi Wan. They're gonna youngify everybody's faces. Uh, one other thing, oh, I'm gonna just quickly. Um, I saw this on Star Wars TikTok, and there was another. Someone asked a question or some some reference to this. Uh, someone asked about. Uh, recasting legacy characters. Uh, is that what you're talking about? Recasting legacy characters? Is that what yeah. that's in this? Yeah, so le- recasting legacy that's characters. Not that, that, that's not in this. That was in Variety. Oh, sorry, Variety. Yeah, yeah. But that was the thing where they said, no, we're not going to do that, right? We're not going to take somebody else and recast Han Solo anymore like they did for Solo, which kind of means that they're not going to do a Solo sequel, right? They're going to shut all that down. I think that that, um, that while, while that story is based on something they talked about, I think... Um, I, uh, first of all, I have to point out that was a very badly written story. There's copy mistakes throughout mm. the story. Um, uh, there's that's a line that's well. it's in variety. And there's a line that says it's a new low, except the typo is it's a new love. They misspelled low to <laughs> and love. it's still there? Oh, my and, God. And the quotes are improperly formatted. It was poorly put together. So I, I kind of look at this and think, what else is poorly put together here? Like uh, the research. Right. But because, of course, Obi-Wan was a recast, 
Um, and I also think, um, you know, hey, we're not going to recast. Well, you are going to create CGI digital versions of people, though. So right. what is a recast? I, I, I think there needs to be more exploration into this idea because I don't think the whoever wrote this thing or put it together, I don't think they, they either got it from someone or they got one line from Kathy Kennedy and they did not press her for more information. I can't remember. I read the article uh, earlier last or earlier this week, I should say. So I don't remember, but it was, it's, it just, after reading it, it was not persuasive. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's more like, they're just going to shut down whatever anybody was asking about that. They're just going to shut it down. They're not going to say yes. Um, and they have the right to change their mind whenever they want. So he could say that now next week they might be calling or might be casting somebody as a new Han Solo. Cause I don't think, and, and by the way, the other thing that this guy on TikTok pointed out is that that solo movie also had the recasting of Lando, which everybody loved. Everybody loved uh, of Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian and they wanted to see more of that. And this, again, this would not happen if uh, what the statement holds, it's true, but I don't think it will. I think that's just kind of saying stuff to placate people and to, to shut people up um, <laughs> or to, to spur more speculation like we're doing right now. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, once again, I'm not convinced of the merit of, of the merit behind that story, just based on the poor way it was put together in the first place. Right. Yeah. Fair. So okay, uh, I, forget I, that. I, I responded to it and I said, this article needs a copy edit. And then somebody responded and said, this article needs to be deleted. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it's and 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 you know mo people commenting on articles online rarely read the articles, right? So there's the other. That's the other thing. That's it's pretty easy to make something like this take on a life of its own. So we we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm noticing a lot in the uh, again while we're on the topic of Star Wars news, a lot of these articles, a lot of these clickbait articles are saying things like uh, Deborah Chow thinks like it's like this oh, the yeah, director yeah. of this thinks it misunderstands some aspect of the prequels like they don't they don't think they're really brother whatever like they just like this person doesn't know what they're talking about is basically what it's saying and that's yeah. just designed to get people who think that and they agree with that statement to click on it but that's a ridiculous statement you know this this is a new piece of work this is not beholden to anything that's come before it sure it's got to build on that but it could do whatever it wants right yeah. and it can and if there's an aspect as long as it holds as long as it rings true as long as it feels genuine and something that we think obi-wan would do it'll do and nobody knows that better than ewan mcgregor come on that guy yeah. played ewan mcgregor that guy played obi-wan kenobi way longer than al guinness did on screen he has way yeah. more screen time as obi-wan kenobi so i think ewan mcgregor's in a perfect position to play him he knows he's just it seems like he's having fun. It seems like they're both having fun. A lot of that yeah. behind the scenes stuff, show them joking around. I saw this. I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was one of these videos on, I guess it was on Van YouTube under the Vanity Fair, you know, YouTube channel. But it was like, these iconic Star Wars actors answer Star Wars questions. And so it's got Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and uh, Moses Ingram and everybody from the cast of Obi-Wan. It's like one of those promotional interviews they see. And um, what were they saying about it? And then the first question is, Describe your character to us. I'm like, what's well, that Star Wars questions? I thought they were going to ask him Star Wars trivia. Like, that's what answer Star Wars questions means to me, right? I know they're going to ask him about their character. That's what they're going to talk about, their actors. But give you something else. Anyway, I didn't watch the whole thing. I'll go back and watch it. Maybe they do some trivia at some point. But that's what I really those, care about. Yeah. I watched some of those videos, and there's lots of them up there because uh, 
uh, Hayden Christensen and uh, Ewan McGregor have gone on the promotional tour together. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many videos of the two of them clowning around that it starts to get confusing after a while. Or you sort of you sort of get the sense of where we're going with this mm-hmm. after you've seen a few of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's good. Yeah, it, it's great to see them together again and out promoting Star Wars. It's a lot of fun. I'm waiting to get the the wired autocomplete interview or whatever that one is where they rip off the pieces of paper and then the, oh. what does Ewan McGregor eat for breakfast uh, or something like that it says that but the things that people google about them so it's gonna get rough for Hayden Christensen I think but um like is Hayden Christensen still alive I would think that that's probably one of the questions people used to google um I don't think they did no okay well what were they confusing him with Anakin maybe that's right maybe or maybe the first actor that played him okay is he badly burned did he get <laughs> does he hate sand um <laughs> it's coarse and it gets okay. into things then we move on to Ahsoka is the yes, next show do. they talk about, right? They talk about yeah. Rosario Dawson and how she had done her spots on The Mandalorian. Um, and then I guess things started to build from there. Well, and and uh, she talks about she posted um, Sky Guy and everybody lost their minds because Sky Guy is Anakin. Mm-hmm. And they, then Lucasfilm uh, uh, suggested that she take it down. So it seems as though there will be some form of uh, Hayden Christensen in the Ahsoka show. Um, And Dave Filoni says, um, Ahsoka is a continuous story. It's definitely driving toward a goal in my mind, as opposed to being singular adventures. And I think that goal is, of course, Ezra. I think that goal is Grand Admiral Thrawn. I think, and then... um, Why of course, though? Why do you say of course? Because that's where we left off, because I believe, and even if Anakin is in the series, it, it, it'll likely be flashbacks, I think. I think I think it'll be Mandalorian era. And is, it, then, is this because it's uh, Filoni's series? This is his story to tell, yeah. and this is always what he had in mind when it came to these characters? Because he did Rebels too. Well, they've teased it all. They teased it in The Mandalorian too. How? When, when, um, when um, in the Ahsoka, the first Ahsoka episode of uh, The Mandalorian, they said uh, um, she um, she was holding down the guy with the lightsaber and and said and he said my I report only to Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh. <laughs> he said and right. uh, you kind of went oh all right so that's where we're gonna go we're gonna right. see oh, okay Admiral now I remember Thrawn. yes you're right yeah 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 so we're gonna see him and I think um, it makes sense it makes sense that Dave Filoni would want to show us the live action Ezra etc. Okay. Some some version of that Rebels gang. And you're going to be very disappointed when it's not Jason Schwartzman. Um, <laughs> it better be Jason old. Schwartzman. He's, well, he's in his 40s by now. He's too De-age old. De-age him. De-age him. I don't care. That's right. They have the technology. They can do totally do that. a CGI character of him. <laughs> How much do you think it costs to de-age uh, Mark Hamill? Oh, a um, Billions of dollars a shot. They're not going to spend that kind of money on... on um, uh, on Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman, I'm sorry. So By I'm the never, way, I just want to get a. I'm not going to get a Rushmore prequel, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Well, they would. Well, they might do that for Bill Murray. They would do it for Bill Murray, <laughs> but not Jason Schwartzman. Um. <laughs> anyway, they. Uh, what was I going to say about that? I had something else. Oh, I can't remember now. So. Oh yeah, the, the, the Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, and the kids in the hall. Oh yeah, he's that was in it. Awesome, I love it. So. Oh, good. that's we should have said that at the beginning. That's yeah, the tie into our podcast. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, he's in it. And yeah. I, although I will say the one part of the Kids in the Hall show that I don't think works so well is the tributes from other yeah. actors. Yeah. That's the part they could have just taken out of there. And Yeah, I don't need to know that. Okay. Pete, whatever the I know who submits the place names because Pete Davidson's thing was from Gimli, Manitoba. And I'm like, come on. 
Like my least favorite guy out of all those people, and you got to make him from Manitoba. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That. I like the Mark Hamill. I love seeing Mark Hamill. He had a great time. He was like so funny. I'm like, that's just. And I think they just said just record 30 seconds of something. I think that's all they said. Yeah. Mark Hamill likes the stuff that we likes. It's always fun to see him too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I I was excited to see him. Everyone else, fine. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. Back to back to the article. Where are we now? Ahsoka. What else do we know about Ahsoka? Well, we don't know much more about Ahsoka. Um, uh, the next one I have a hot take on, though. Mm. I'm re- Are you ready mm-hmm. for the the acolyte, mm. which they say it reported uh, reportedly it stars Amanda Stenberg, who I am not familiar with, um, and it takes 100 years before the Phantom Menace. And um, uh, in the article, it says my question when watching the Phantom Menace was always like, well, how did things get to this point? How do we get to a point where a Sith Lord can infiltrate the Senate and then have a Jedi pick up on it? Like, what went wrong? What are the scenarios that led us to this uh, moment? And The Acolyte is a mystery thriller set in a prosperous and seemingly peaceful era, era when the galaxy is still, still sleek and glistening. And those quotes are from the director of um, Russian Doll, uh, whose name is Leslie Headland. And I watched the new season of Russian Doll. Not as good as the first season, but it's definitely worth a watch. So what do you think of the Acolyte? I think I know what this is about. I think I figured it out, but go ahead. Is it Lord of the Rings for Star Wars? Is that what this is? I don't think so. Okay. Um, What do you think it is? Go ahead. I think so. I would not have guessed this before, but because she said, how did we get to where we are in the Phantom Menace? What happened before then? I think we are going to see um, Emperor Palpatine as a young Jedi apprentice, a young Sith apprentice, and we are going to see him kill Darth Plagueis. A hundred years beforehand? He's more than a hundred years old? Oh, yeah. Of course he is. And Fuck, he is, you're right. You're right. He's going to kill you're Darth Plagueis. absolutely Plagas. right. He is the he's acolyte. Gonna, he's absolutely the acolyte. Yeah. He is the acolyte. And, it, and his story, and it will be the um, tragedy of Darth Plagueis that he describes to Anakin in the opera scene. Don't you think? Even a hundred years from that, from the center of Star Wars, we can't escape the characters. We can't. Can't have something completely separated. Has to. Not yet. We can't. I don't think. uh, Maybe this is. Maybe this is the first step. This is like. Let's see how people accept this, and then this goes well. We'll do more in the. You know what they call the um whatever that that prequel era. What not prequel? Sorry. The. What do they call it again? High Republic. Yes, High Republic. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, more of that. That's what they they're working on the books. They're, They're churning out books by the. I don't know. And I think they're doing pretty well. I, I see a lot of people talking about those books on TikTok, um, the High Republic books. I've never read any of them yet, so I'm not going to comment until no, I should either. take one out of the library now. So I think about it. <laughs> well, I mean, I was looking for something new to read. I finished my book last oh, night, so I'm looking for something What new. the hell? Yeah, maybe I will. All right. Okay, the, the next one on the agenda is a codenamed uh, show called Grammar Rodeo, <laughs> um, named after the, and it says named after the episode of The Simpsons. Right. Where Bart I knew that. And his schoolmates steal a car. And yep. One of my favorite all time episodes. They, oh, I love it when they steal a car and they're like, um, oh, that's the one that's got the reference to Winnipeg. That's back. That's it. Back to Winnipeg. That's the episode. That's Grammar Rodeo. You bet. Oh, so we're going to get Star Wars set in Winnipeg. That's right. That's what that maybe. means. Oh, maybe Pablo is uh, informing that. Well, with, uh, <laughs> it could be. I mean, he, he, I could see him coming up with that reference for sure. Pablo's a big Simpsons fan. That's per, that is interesting. <laughs> I did not know that was the same episode. <sighs> so all we kind of know about that one 
I mean, it's a could we couldn't put a real name on this thing, you know, <laughs> we just really the Vanity Fair couldn't squeeze the actual name of this thing out of them. Maybe they don't have one yet. Maybe, but, not. Um, or maybe they don't yeah. like it. Maybe they're, they're waiting to see if they come up with some better. Yeah, maybe, but and it won't be called Grammar Rodeo. I can. I, I thought it, when I saw that at first, I thought it was going to be like Schoolhouse Rock, except Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think so. Maybe the basic plot follows that same episode of The Simpsons, except in Star Wars. So they have to get a fake driver's license and then rent a car. It's a pretty ridiculous episode when you think about it. Then they're on yeah. the road. They uh, they go. What's the name of the? Oh, what's the name of the? Um, they go to a concert that Nelson just loves. It's some crooner, Andy Williams. Oh, you go to an Andy, Andy Williams Andy. concert, and and Elson's just like, oh, yeah, gee, and he's all in love with it. And then they go to the, they get to the, um, the Globe or whatever. They're going to this thing where there's the the capital, the wig capital of the world. And then they got, they have to buy some wigs. And then I think Bart <laughs> has to travel across the world as a courier to earn enough money to bring them back. <laughs> it's a very good episode of The Simpsons. I'm gonna watch it tonight, actually. <laughs> In the article, they say inside Lucasfilm, the show is being described as a galactic version of a classic Amblin coming of age adventure film of the 80s. Ooh, so, oh, I hate when they, oh, I don't so like that. Be, I don't like when uh, they're labeling it as that. Only Spielberg's capable of that. That means, does that mean Spielberg's going to do it? No. No? I'd be, well, I mean, anything's possible, I guess. I don't think so, though. Now that he scratched his musical itch, maybe he wants to do Star Wars. This sounds to me more like a J.J. Abrams type. <laughs> Well, J.J. Abrams, but... Abrams would describe his own work as Amblin style because he thinks he's right. the next Spielberg, but I don't know, whatever, that's fine. Kennedy, you know what? Kennedy did produce for Amblin, so she can say that. She can say that. Right. For sure. Absolutely. And then, um, so that, that's it for the TV shows. All mm-hmm. So once again, little tidbits about each one, which is great. Uh, and then we have um, a little bit about the about upcoming films. And they said, uh, Taika Waititi's film is likely the next one that we will see. That's pretty exciting. Interesting. And then, um, so that'll, a light, it says likely it'll arrive first with Rogue Squadron uh, coming after that with the same information. Um, and then uh, uh, Vanity Fair asks if Kevin Feige, is that how you say his name? Feige, yep. I always mispronounce it. Kevin Feige will produce Star Wars, will he produce a Star Wars film? And Kathleen Kennedy says, I'd love to see what movie he might come up with. But no, right now there's nothing specifically. And they even address the tri- Ryan Johnson's trilogy, which has become kind of a, a running joke. And um, Kennedy says it's, it's, been, uh, it's been put on the back burner. Uh, and he's been really busy because he's shooting all of his Knives Out movies for Netflix. How many is he and, doing? Um, I guess it's going to be a trilogy, is it not? Oh, okay. Multiple movies, it says here, but okay. I thought it was going to be, um, I thought it was going to be three, maybe not. Um, and then uh, she says uh, she doesn't like to use the word trilogies anymore because Star Wars is much more about persistent storytelling. Right. So that's pretty good. Like where that means we are going to see Star Wars at regular intervals now. Multiple and they're, they're going to kind of abandon the old trilogy model, which I think is happening yeah. in general for movies. Right. And this shift from from major studio films to TV, as in as in Disney Plus, um, it's going to continue happening. We're going to get a speaking of Lord of the Rings, we're going to get a huge Lord of the Rings series from Amazon at some point. I don't know when that's yeah. coming out next year, this year. Um, that's going to be like high end. You know, they're putting a ton of money into that um and the other thing i thought about on this topic recently is that some movies should be series the batman did you watch the batman yet kenton unfortunately i watched it okay you didn't like and it I didn't, 
I know. I know you liked it, and I know lots of people loved it. Well, um, I found it a bit of a slog. Yeah, you know, it is. I, I, it is a slog. You're absolutely right. There's elements I liked, of course. I mean, you can't not like certain things in that film, but there's lots that I did not like. Mm-hmm. And overall, I thought I really didn't have to spend the time watching that film. It's three hours long. It's too it's long. fucking long. Pardon my French. Yeah. But it is, that's the point. That could have been a series. Like, think about this as yeah. in a series. They break it up to smaller episodes. They maybe do five or six episodes, 45 minutes to an hour episodes or something. They have more time to tell the story. They have more time. There was some great, like, the, the film looked great. The yeah, acting was good. I liked seeing a lot of the reinterpretations. I went into it cold, so I didn't know about any of the casting. I didn't know that, um, what's his name, was was Gordon. I didn't know that uh, uh, the criminal guy, well, I forget his name. Anyway, Jesus from, from the Big Paul Dano? What's that? Paul, oh, Paul Dano. Dano. The no, no, that was ridiculous. That guy was yeah. ridiculous. That was I hated awful. that guy. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, please stop doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was, and that's the problem with it is that it's too much. So that kind of stuff, that could be, but they're just, they, it's so much, blo- like this machine, this blockbuster machine keeps that moving. That Batman machine is just cranking those movies out. They're doing another one. They're going to do another one with all those people. Um, you, so. You, you do realize, though, this is the first one that did not give us Batman's mother's pearls, right? But they still talk about it. They, they still talk, talk about, about the yeah. parents' death throughout the whole fucking movie. Like, the whole plot is still centered around their death. And I'm yeah. sitting there, Batman is an orphan. Boo-hoo, so are millions of children around the world. This is not a problem. And by the way, he's rich. So he's a rich orphan. Nobody cares yeah. about that. That is not relatable. Make it about something else. Don't make it about Batman. That's the, what they need to do. End of rant. <laughs> All right, keep, we got to wrap things up. We're going to we're going to like is, is Batman the only person on on earth who's lost someone? Right, to, right. To, to, to a, a criminal, to some yeah, random yeah. stranger, and the city is just such a mess, this Gotham City. Oh, so Yeah, he should so get crazy. He should just move to the country. Yeah, come on. Get like, out yeah, of there, man. Yeah, if everything's let it that burn. Bad, yeah. Like like yeah. Alfred said in the other one, let it burn. <laughs> right, exactly. I that's that's that was sort of my feeling when it was all over. <laughs> what are we protecting here exactly? It's, so it's, it's, the place is a cesspool. No, I think that of all this, the words we have a roadmap is very reassuring to a lot of fans from Cassie Kennedy because it did not appear as though they had a roadmap before, right? They were just kind of going, to, they were traveling together, exploring new countryside together without a map. They didn't know where they were going and they just kind of, eh, they ended up in some bad places. So this right. is nice. They have a roadmap. They know where they're going. Favreau and Filoni righted the ship, I think, yeah. with the Mandalor, and that's where it all really started to feel good. Like we knew where we we're going, that we were telling some exciting new stories, um, that we were seeing post Return of the Jedi in a way that um, honored the original trilogy, but that still had lots of interesting things to show us and to say. So that's really good. Um, we should also point out the next week. Uh, is a Star Wars celebration. So there's mm-hmm. going to be a million announcements probably and interesting things, trailers of some kind, maybe out of that. We are going to get our first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi one week from today. Right. Unbelievable. We'll be, we will have watched them by this time next yeah, week. Yeah, and we'll have a product. We're going to do one more um, Saul episode, right? We're going to talk about the oh, final yeah. couple Saul episodes. The mid-season finale. And then we'll get into the weekly kind of discussion of the Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan episodes as it goes along. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the Better Call Saul finale or mid-season finale as well. Yeah, um, and, and so thank you, up. and thank you so much, AMC, for taking the break right in time for Obi Wan Kenobi. It's just perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting that they did that for a month. It's kind of an odd yeah. way that they've done it, but uh, I have a theory about that. But I guess I won't. I'll, I, I guess save I'll it for the save podcast. it. Yeah. But I, oh, 
Well, I should probably say it now because I don't want it to look like I'm a Johnny come lately. Oh, okay. So, but, go ahead. so I'll just say, I believe if we're going to see everyone's two favorite cameos on that we've been expecting all along on Better Call Saul, the place to drum up excitement and get people ready for the second part of this might very well be a mid-season finale. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go on the record saying I expect that this will be the, at some point, we will see them on in this episode. Okay. We'll see. The two, the two, you know the two. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. About. I'm not going to say about. it just in case people haven't people seen don't know. Okay. No, just in case. Okay, there you I'm go. going on the record. I'm going on the record. There we go. So we'll have that for you next week. We'll see if you're yeah. right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the Force hit you on the ass. I'm taking an awful risk, Vader. I don't know. I can imagine quite a bit. Oh, Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters.